Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. This is a legit product. The key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BODY to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics samples are not available in stores, so text BODY to 42424 right now. Text B-O-D-Y to 42424. That's BODY to 42424. Do you believe in ghosts? One's home is normally considered a place of comfort and safety. However, what can you do when terrorized day and night by an unwelcome, ghostly guest that you can't simply just ask to leave? Tonight's tale is just about that. As always, visit ghoststories.co.uk to vote for if you think tonight's tale was adapted from fact or a pure work of fiction. You're listening to Ghost Stories, and this is The House. Sitting in the house alone was always a bit weird because you could always hear noises and it never felt like you were on your own. There were often times where you'd be sitting in the lounge and you'd look out of the corner of your eye and you'd see what appeared to be like a small child that would sort of come into the room and come out of the room. And at that time, I had a a son that was about five, six years old, so I used to just often think it was him. But when you turn around, he wouldn't be there anymore. There was one time that um, myself and my oldest son were standing in the entrance of the house and there was stairs that went straight up to the top, to the next floor. And we both looked up the stairs and, and said, come on, Matthew, we need to leave now. We were getting really irritated because all we could think of was we need to leave and he just won't hurry up. So we're like, come on, we need to leave. And then somebody in the front room said, who are you talking to? We both said, well, Matthew's at the top of the stairs. And they said, Matthew's not even here, he's at his friend's house. And that was quite a strange, a strange occurrence because we both clearly saw him standing at the top of the stairs. There were often times that we we all would see a different character in the house. And we called him Angry Man. And the reason we called him Angry Man was because he he just appeared to be quite aggressive and angry all the time. And it did, he had no, there's sort of no rhyme or reason as to when he would appear. There were often times I would wake up in the night and look up and think that somebody was standing over the bed and it would be, it would always be him. There was also occurrences, lots of occurrences in the upstairs hallway 
where I had my son's girlfriend staying over and she woke up one night and she looked out into the hallway and she saw him sitting at the top of the stairs and she said he just looked at me and he looked really really angry and then he just disappeared and then there were other times where um, the children would say that, that he'd walked in the room or they could see him or see him behind their shoulder but it was mainly upstairs in the hallway that most people would see him. There was one particular story about the angry man that sort of got to me and it was because my son was at home one evening and he had his girlfriend over and he was about 16, 17 years old at the time. And he was up quite late in the night and he was downstairs in the kitchen and he was chatting to his girlfriend. And then what he said is he just heard this man come running down the stairs and came up right behind him and put his head around his shoulder. It got a bit concerning to me because obviously it's the first time he'd sort of been that close up to people and appeared to be that aggressive. When I finally thought that we needed to get some help into the house to have a look around, you know, get some paranormal investigators in, was one evening I woke to this bright light in the hallway. So I opened my door and I shouted down the hallway to my son to stop playing around, that I wanted him to turn off his light because at Christmas he'd got some um, Doctor Who supersonic screwdrivers which, which lit up and I just assumed that that's sort of what he was doing is playing with these screwdrivers. So I shouted, the light went out and went back to bed. I'd fallen asleep, woke back up again to this light in the hallway, but this time it just stayed there. I went out of my room, I started shutting down the hallway, that's it, turn off that light. But the light stayed on for quite some time, and then all of a sudden the light went off, so I went back to bed. Well, the following morning I got up and I was, you know, I saw my son and I said, you know, you can't do that at night because you're going to wake up everybody in the house. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, the bright light you were shining through the hallway. And he said, I wasn't shining a light and I said don't lie to me you had those sonic screwdrivers out so in the evening when it got dark we went up to his room and we took both the sonic screwdrivers out and we pressed the button on them to see what would happen and neither one of them made enough light to even light up to the door of his room let alone the bright light that I'd seen I knew at that point in time that after all the activity in the house that it would be time to finally get somebody in to have a look around and see what was going on so after living a number of years in the house and having had the experiences that we've had, I decided that I would try to find some local paranormal investigators to just have a look around and see if they could find out what was going on. We contacted somebody locally that we'd found. They came out to the house, there was a team of three of them, and they discussed, you know, sort of a little bit of what, about what the house was, you know, was going on in the house, that sort of thing. Welcome to a house in Northamptonshire where there's been some strange goings on and we've been called in to investigate. I've got the house owner with me now. Now, I understand you've had a few strange occurrences. Could you tell me what some of those are? We've had a lot of uh, banging and um, we've seen a couple of shadows as well. Okay, which are the main rooms where that's been going on? Um, the main place where that happens is across the top landing. Uh, the top end, two bedrooms. Okay, I've, I've taken one or two base EMF readings while we've been going around. And some of them are a little bit higher than normal. Um, a normal reading be anywhere between 0 and 1 and some of the readings towards that side of the house are, are 2 and higher. 
you get natural spikes when you go near anything electrical. Yeah. And you, you can hear that's on a high setting. Just put it on a lower setting, then you'll, it's obviously a lot more. Yeah. Sensitive. I understand you've seen had something seen in a hallway here. Could you explain yeah. what they are? Um, we've had uh, a shadow around uh, here um, of what would appear to be uh, a young child. It's like the meter's just going crazy for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we decided we were going to just have a little walk around the house of the NEMF reader, I believe it's called. There appeared to be a lot of activity on the EMF readers, particularly upstairs in the hallway that we'd had a lot of experiences with and also in the children's bedroom. Basically with an EVP, what we're doing is we're leaving an electronic voice recorder yeah. and that is now recording all the while and I'm going to place that yeah. on there and we can call out and ask a few questions. Is there anybody there? Who are you? What's your name? Uh, and that'd probably be best if it come from yourself because yeah. you're here all the time. So okay. if you want to just call out a few things for us. If there's anybody here, could you just step forward and let us know that you're around. We've brought people in who can speak to you. Can you give us your name, please? Okay. It's answering you. I must admit, I am getting a very, very eerie feeling. Very. Not comfortable. I don't like being up here on my own to be fair, to be honest with you. Which is not like me. Can you come forward and just tell me why you're here? Come forward. You, can you can you knock on the wall or something for that? Just show me you're here. Can you make a noise? Earlier on you made me go cold. Can you do that? Can you come near me and make me go cold again? If you want me to go you have to make a noise, and I'll leave. You have to have a bigger noise than that. Oh, fuck, that'll do. Oh, they walked around the house, had a look around, and then we decided that they were going to do sort of like a vigil or a, a seance of sorts. And we sat together, all of us, in the bedroom that had the most activity. And what they came up with, a father, a son, and a nanny. And they said that what had happened was the mother had died in childbirth with uh, having the son, which then uh, made it clear that the father would have to have a nanny in the house. So the nanny was there taking care of the child. The father was quite an angry fella. And so we assumed that that was probably angry man. And uh, the young lad apparently had died in a well so he died at a, you know, at a young age. So that would again explain this little fellow that was sort of running around the house. And then the nanny would have been sort of the one that was in the children's bedroom and, and uh, maybe taking care of them and waking them up in the evening. So what they did is they sort of did a, what they would call a clearance and they asked for the people to leave. And strangely enough, that night after they'd gone, we went to bed and there was absolutely not one noise in that house and it was the first time in I believe it was about seven or eight years that I'd lived there that there was nothing, just absolute silence. And since then there's been no activity in the house. That's all for this week. 
But for show credits, be sure to visit ghost-stories.co.uk and make sure to vote for if you think the house was based on fact or a pure work of fiction. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching for Ghost Stories, the podcast. Now we'll leave you with a preview of our next episode. And don't stop asking, do you believe in ghosts? Still use a baby monitor to keep an ear out for him. He had no reason to know any terminology for grandparents. It's pretty unusual for him to be up at this time, and I was tired. He looked over to the other side of the room and said, it's grandpa. I saw the reflection of a man standing behind me. I quickly turned around, but there was no one there.